Yes, email marketing is often something that people put to the bottom of the to-do list because it feels like a chore, and I get it. But there are stats. First of all, tech site VentureBeat shows that email marketing delivers the highest ROI, that's return on investment, of any marketing method, including TV, radio, social, video, display advertising, paid search, and affiliate marketing. In fact, even more research conducted by management consultancy firm McKinsey shows that email marketing is 40 times more effective when it comes to customer acquisition than Facebook and Twitter combined. So quite simply, if you need to make more money, start sending more emails. Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. The Audience Growth Podcast exists to help you learn how to use organic marketing, that's marketing that costs nothing or very little, to grow your business. Far too often, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results they were expecting and hoping for. And it doesn't need to be that way. So every week here on the podcast, we dive into strategies that will help you grow a business that's here for the long term, sometimes on solo episodes like this one, and sometimes with guest experts. Let's dive in. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but at the moment, I'm seeing lots of chatter online, and particularly in the small business circles I'm part of, as well as in my DMs from contacts, about how hard it feels to make sales right now. And that's not really surprising, is it? When we're in the middle of a cost of living crisis, waiting to hear what's going on with governments around the world, amongst many other difficult and downright depressing happenings. However, in today's episode, I'm going to remind you of something. Something that non-business owners don't have. Of course, as entrepreneurs, we face extraordinary challenges that employed people don't usually face. Although being employed isn't always secure either, let's not forget. But as entrepreneurs, we have something really unique in our favor at all times, including challenging times. And that is that we can always, always make more money. If we don't have enough to cover our ever-rising bills, we're not restricted by our current salary. So while our friends and family might have been refused a pay rise, or might have been given a salary increase that doesn't match rising inflation rates, there's not much they can do about that other than try to find another job that pays more. We, however, are in complete control of how much we earn at all times. And if you're listening to this and thinking, but Nikki, I never have enough money, then I want you to be really honest and ask yourself these things. Am I doing everything I can to earn as much as I possibly can? Am I being smart about my business spending and investing in the things that will help me make more money? And am I really, truly using all of the time I've got, every single spare moment outside of my other commitments, to create more profit? If the answer is no, then there are a whole load of other questions you then need to be asking yourself around why that might be and whether or how you want to change that so that you are maximizing profits in your business to be able to start paying yourself more. So that's the first thing I want you to do instead of panicking. And listen, I've been there. There were months in the early days of my dance company when I didn't pay myself anything at all. So I know how hard it can be. 
But as you know, panicking really doesn't help. So take a break, take a breath, and instead start thinking about any pockets of time or habits you're in that you could change or use more efficiently. I've spoken before on the podcast about turning off my notifications. Well, when the software on my phone was updated recently, I started turning them back on and it has not been a good move. So I've reverted and turned them off again. This might seem like a tiny little thing, but it gets me out of the habit of checking my phone every time I see something pop up. And I really encourage you to do the same. Even as I was preparing for this podcast episode, I switched off my email notifications so that I could get this prep done within a certain window of time. Tiny habits or traps that we allow to influence us throughout each day really do add up to the difference between you hitting your goals, including financial goals, or not. But changing your habits might not be a quick win. And you might be listening to this and thinking, I need money now. If so, then keep listening because my best tips for generating fast cash are coming up. And these are things I do regularly in my business to keep the cash flowing as well. I have a whiteboard in my office with details of all of my active clients and projects, potential clients and projects, and other things I'm working on in the business at this current moment in time, such as courses, programs, or our own marketing campaigns. And what I do regularly is review the potential clients and projects column and work out how I can move them over as quickly as possible into the active column. For example, I have a potential client right now who is super warm. We've had many conversations about building her a new website and creating a communication strategy to launch her new business by the start of next year. Now, this client is also working four days a week in a contract, so she doesn't have much time. We've been in touch via LinkedIn recently and she told me how much she was struggling to progress things at her end in order to be able to start this new project, even though she's really, really keen to get it off the ground. But this is completely understandable because she's working for someone else most of the week. However, rather than allowing this to be a major stumbling block and potentially derailing the project for weeks or months on end, I started to think about how I could help her make this happen with as little input required from her as possible. I drew up a project plan spelling out what needs to happen, whose responsibility it is, and including an ideal deadline plus a hard deadline. I also then offered to liaise with the other experts who are going to be working on this project. Although we offer copywriting as a service, we're not precious about having to be the ones who do it. And this particular client has her own copywriter taking care of the web copy, which we will then add to the website that we design for her. So I will liaise with him directly so that she doesn't need to get involved as the middleman or woman. That's no skin off my nose and a weight off her shoulders. Plus, it will speed things up for all of us. I've also then broken down the project into two separate parts so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. First, we'll deal with the website build and then I'll supply the communication strategy. That way, my client can see things progressing and evolving as we go, which is a really energizing thing to see rather than feeling like she's trying and potentially failing to pull everything together that she needs to do for both parts of the project at the same time. So this example shows that by doing this, I'm not only offering top level service to my client, really trying to do everything I can to make her life easier, but I'm also moving that project over from a potential project into an active project a lot quicker than it would have happened when the client is already stretched so thin. 
So what could you do to help get more projects or sales over the line quicker and get that cash flowing into your business as soon as possible? The next thing I recommend you think about is sending more emails. Yes, email marketing is often something that people put to the bottom of the to-do list because it feels like a chore and I get it, but there are stats. First of all, tech site VentureBeat shows that email marketing delivers the highest ROI, that's return on investment, of any marketing method, including TV, radio, social, video, display advertising, paid search, and affiliate marketing. In fact, even more research conducted by management consultancy firm McKinsey shows that email marketing is 40 times more effective when it comes to customer acquisition than Facebook and Twitter combined. So quite simply, if you need to make more money, start sending more emails. And of course, I don't just mean sales emails. Develop a strategy, put yourself in your customer's shoes, go detective mode so that you're fully informed about what your audience want to hear about, and most importantly, make sure you know which of your products or services they are most interested in and most likely to buy soon. Then focus on helping them recognize the value you offer, build relationships with them, move them along that funnel from aware to potentially interested to very interested to purchase as quickly as you can. I know that this approach might not come as a surprise to many of you and many small businesses need to be less reliant on social media as a leads generating tool than other methods because quite simply, we are at the mercy of the algorithms and the stability, safety and security of the channels themselves. I hope that none of you listening have lost your Instagram accounts recently, but sadly many people I know have and they've lost them for good. Imagine all of that hard work and money spent growing an audience on Instagram, gone, quite literally disappeared in a puff of smoke. Try not to open your business up to that risk and always have a backup plan. Growing an email list is a great place to start, as well as investing in your own website and turning that into a high-performing, high-converting marketing tool for your business. Of course, you can back up your beautiful website and all of the hard work you're doing via email marketing with direct outreach to help generate cash fast. This is another of my favorite methods. And I talked pretty extensively about the role outreach plays in growing your business in episode 39 of the podcast, three ways you can make more money during the final quarter of 2022. So today was another short episode. And if you enjoyed it and want to hear more from me before next week, then why not scroll back through the list of previous episodes and pick the topics that will be of most use to you in your business right now and have a listen. And if you find yourself in the position where you need ideas to make more money before the end of the year, then I really recommend that you start with episode 39. You've been listening to the Audience Growth Podcast with me, Nikki Hutchison. A new episode is released every Friday at 7am UK time. Make sure you've subscribed so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, remember to leave a rating or a review. They make a huge difference and I really do appreciate every single one. I'll be back next Friday with a longer guest episode. I'll be chatting to Kylie Lang, Quiz Queen, about how you can use quizzes to grow a more engaged audience. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next Friday for that episode with Kylie. Take care. Thanks for listening and keep marketing.